Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition of Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host. And tonight we are very privileged to have back with us the Mommy Jane at the Mommy Jane on Instagram, Jessica Gonzalez. Welcome to back to the show, Jessica. Thank you once again for having me. It's such a pleasure to be back. Well, it's great to have you here. And you know, it has been 11 months, almost to the day. That I we couldn't talked. believe it. I noticed. Oh, I, I, I know. I know it's a trip. And um, boy, have things changed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Thank things goodness. have gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've gone from bizarre and difficult and strange to even stranger, more difficult and like a lot of other shit. I mean, a total world, roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and if uh, you're at home listening to this podcast, go back and listen to the first one just to kind of get a background on Jessica and uh, where she comes from and what she does. We don't need to rehash that on this episode um, because I just want to catch up with so much that you're doing. I follow you on Instagram. I, I think that if you're at home and listening to this and you are into Canvas CBD, mindfulness and a lot of other good stuff you should definitely follow her on Insta. She has an inspirational message almost every day and I, I really dig it. So thanks for doing that, Jessica. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. You totally get it. You get me. <laughs> there you go. So let's, let's just start off um, just on a general sense. This is a little bit of a recap. So your relationship to cannabis in, in your 22nd, you know, in, you know, uh, Instagram pitch here, how, tell the people at home how you came to cannabis and, and your basic, um, how you ramped this thing up. It would be my pleasure. I, like most people, had a recreational experience growing up with cannabis. I was lucky enough to grow up in the Bay Area, so I didn't have a stigma. We had a lot of family members that were part of the 1990s Compassion Care Act and had medical cannabis cards. So it wasn't until my 30s that I understood cannabis as medicine for myself. And I was able to titrate myself off of SSRIs, um, for those of you that's an antidepressant and anxiety uh, pharmaceutical. And I was also able to quit my abusive alcoholism. I was such a wine mom. I was the classic culture millennial wine mom and pill popping for my anxiety and depression. When little did I know, I was exasperating the problem. So yeah. that is how... Uh, Bobby Jane came about with my success story. Well, that's cool. I mean, and I'm, I'm part of that club too. I mean, my relationship to alcohol was long and deep and familial and um, mm. inherited to a certain extent from, from mm -hmm. my, Irish, my Irish relatives. And, you know, my grandfather used to have this saying that, you know, he would tell someone, you know, person who was helping with dinners, like my dear, water runs in the dishwasher alcohol runs in the glasses in this house i mean that's how deep it goes. oh yeah geez. so you know um i i have been this deteriorating relationship with alcohol meaning i used to love alcohol i was in the booze business for a while and i just can't deal with it anymore the the negative effects so far outweigh the positives 
that it's, mm-hmm. it gets to the point where you like you analyze it and you say, shit, when I drink, I'm either a good guy or I'm a bad guy. And when I'm a bad guy, I'm a really bad guy when I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. You don't get that with cannabis. You just do not. And uh, so that leads us to our kind of our subject of, of the day because I've been following your 12 days of mindfulness on Instagram. And oh my gosh. <laughs> very inspirational. And I have to say, to the people who are following, I think it's really a great, great thing that you're doing. So for people at home that don't know what the term mindfulness, mindfulness means, mindfulness, um, I'm just going to read you a definition, okay? And it, there's two. The, and here's the first one, the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. That's one, one definition. Second one is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, bodily sensation used as a therapeutic technique. Now, I, I obviously this can go a lot deeper than that in terms of um, how it affects other people. Um, why don't you give the people at home your take on mindfulness and how you started the 12 days of mindfulness? Um, a, great, a great question, actually. You know, we did 12 days of mindfulness last year as I wrapped up my certification as a mindfulness and meditation coach. So I felt like I wanted to kind of share my knowledge um, with, with the neighborhood at that time. And, I, you know, there's always like 12 days of Christmas, 12 days of giving, 12 days of whatever. And I thought, well, 12 days of mindfulness, you know, let's really start being mindful. This is the time of year we start to get depressed. This is the start to the year we start to kind of, you know, eat the food that's probably not best for our our lifestyle and our, our well-being. And, you know, we try and we, we might also be spending more money than we probably should. All those things that we kind of just let go um, at this time of year. So why not reel it back in and spend 12 days kind of being aware of our actions, being aware of our, um, you know, just our, our day-to-day and not being caught up in the stress of the holidays instead of just being caught up in, in the magic of the holidays and taking time with our children and slowing down and, and being present and being aware and just being mindful of our finances and being mindful of our, of our nutrition and just everything around us. So each day was wrapped in a different theme and I did a live video um, segment that would kind of guide people, you know, and, and we, we tried to keep it short and sweet, 20 to 30 minutes, because, you know, once again, mindful of people's time. So uh, we did that for um, this year. Last year was a little bit more story-based and it was in my stories and I talked about the root chakras and, you know, all the all that kind of stuff. But this year I wanted to be more face-to-face and, and kind of lend my advice. And, you know, we're lacking that sort of personnel right now. So I really wanted to get on a personal level and, and kind of hold the hand of people that need it this, this time of year, you know? Um, I think- we all need a little guidance. Yeah, and what you're just saying is so on point too. And and it I think it has a lot to do with American culture in general about consumerist culture. Mm-hmm. Um we're bombarded in the media with the, you know, the happiest time of the year, the joyful season, the time when you get together with friends and family. Uh you, you know, a lot of that's true. Oh, certainly a lot of it's true. My experience though is family blow-ups arguments that have been stewing in someone's head for two years or five years or 10 years, sister and brother fights, you know, all sorts of shit mm-hmm. comes out at the holidays. And the mindfulness message, meaning, you know, being able to analyze or self-analyze and do some self-analysis on yourself. Um, yeah. And then being able to project positivity after you've analyzed your actions or your thoughts, 
um, pretty powerful. And it's, and it's hard to do, especially with in regard to, um, and I've talked about this on the show before, but inner dialogue. And a lot of mm-hmm. people, um, especially like um, sociopathic people, don't have a, <laughs> a very dynamic uh, inner dialogue. <laughs> they tend to be very self-focused, you know, and, and not take into account and be mindful of other people's issues, you know. And the holidays bring a lot of that out. Um, last night, even for me, my daughter's home from college. I'm just trying to be very positive with my messaging with her because she's sensitive of age and um, I don't need to bring the heaviness and the weight of past things during this time of year. It's not, yeah, not to my mind appropriate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think your a- approach to 12 days of mindfulness rings with me, especially being grown up in the Episcopal church, right? You know, the 12 days of Christmas, big deal. Yes. But, but yes. it also goes back to, <laughs> it goes back to a, a time before right? When mm-hmm. money, consumerism, and um, greed, envy, and all these other things that come with those things, that yeah. wasn't quite as present because m- many more people are on equal footing in terms of not having resources. Um, I know it's a long winding thing that I'm spinning out here, but it's the world has changed and not always for the better. And with the advent of, you know, um, social media, which, which you're using in a positive uh-huh. and for positivity, but so Thank many, you, yes. and so many people use it for, for negative stuff. I mean, I'm very thankful and I, I, I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, but within the cannabis hemp CBD space on Instagram, at least I've experienced a lot of really good positivity. Oh, heck yeah much more so than any other kind of genre, you know, on oh, Instagram yes. represented, you know? Oh, yes. I, I I have so much faith in this industry because of stuff like that, because for the most part, we were very uplifting. I know I talk a lot of uh, smack about how it can be catty at times and it can be very mean girl club, but um, underneath it all, you know, we have the heart there. And the reason why these women are the way they are is because they're so passionate about the plant that they're protective, you know, they're defensive and, um, that, that rings true. And I, I, I see the underlining love in there. And so that's why I can look past it. Um, even though I know that's something that we should be working on. And that's why another reason why I want the mindfulness there, because I know we, we have such the capacity to be, we are, I mean, I am, in my opinion, the greatest industry, but I know I'm a little biased, but we could be even better, you know? And, and I really hope that with, you know, as the years come ahead and we start to really forge through and, and, and start to really finalize the, um, the, you know, the meaning of, of plant medicine and really make it federally legal. Um, I really hope that we can stay mindful of how we take that sort of success too, you know, because we don't want to overwhelm ourselves and we don't want to overwhelm the industry. And I hope that we all do this gracefully and beautifully and, um, it's just going to be awesome. I have high hopes for the years to come. We're moving right in the right direction. I love that message. And, but I do think there's an important role that yourself, myself, and other people who are trying to uh, push the positive message, the positivity message, it's our, it's our role to continue, not be co-opted, not be controlled by um, larger finances or outside influences coming in to say, let's make cannabis something else. It's not, 
It's it is what it mm-hmm. is. It's it's helped me immensely, especially being reflective and mindful. Um, I've said before on this podcast, I don't think I would be married anymore if it wasn't for cannabis. I don't think I would be the mm-hmm. father I am today if it wasn't for cannabis. I mm-hmm. sure shit wouldn't be a lot of, around a lot of my family if it wasn't for cannabis. <laughs> sometimes don't deserve it, right? But that any relatable, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not as my family, but um, it's just I, I think also the reflection part of it in, in built into mindfulness, um, and obviously they're inter they're interlinked. But everyone who's listening to this should you know use that as a positive tool in your tool chest, in your head, especially when it comes to interpersonal relationships. Yes, it's very important. That's that's actually another reason why I chose it because we are getting to that point. You know, we are reflecting on uh, the friendships that we have and the family relationships that we have. And it's so funny that everyone's so distraught about seeing, not seeing their family members when 90% of the time, I hear my friends complaining about having to see their family this time of year. I'm like, let's just call this reprieve what it is and reflect on who you really want to put your energy into in 2021. You know, you have this little break right now to kind of break tradition and maybe next right. year you can kind of break tradition again in a different way. If you don't want to have to go back to that toxic uh, sort of family dynamic. So just, just think about that. Use this time as a reflection, not just as like a, Oh, this really sucks. But more is like, what do I really want out of next year and what relationships and, and, you know, kind of do that sort of awareness. So, so my own personal reflection on this is that mm-hmm. this period of time has been a gift. It's been a horrible thing, obviously, for a lot of people. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to downplay that. But mm-hmm. it has been a gift to many people, myself included, to really think and reflect about where we are as a society, where we are as, a, our, as people where we are in our role in society. And I'm not talking politics or any of that bullshit because that's still bullshit, right? I'm talking yeah, about exactly. real, I'm talking about real relationships. There are the kind of relationships where you um, you go outside and you see your neighbors. And I'm going to bring up that term mm-hmm. neighbors again because I love the fact that you use neighbors. Um, Thank but you. Go you. Outside. Oh my God. <laughs> well, for, uh, Fred Rogers, man, is like, is yeah, my, one too. of my heroes. And so <laughs> I always too. got to go back to that. But it, when you go outside and you see your neighbors and you see your friends, your real friends, because your neighborhood and your connectivity to your neighborhood and the people around your neighborhood, those become friendships and those become um, things that are necessary and binding. Yes. And they become the kind of thing that you need to exist as a human. Because if you don't have them, you're lost in adrift. Yeah, they can become like a life source, you know? Yeah. More than just a cup of sugar these days that you're borrowing. The cup of sugar sugar? Is that what you're saying? Oh, <laughs> nice Ooh. plug. I rolled like that. That, w- that was a perfect Rolled that though. right in there. Shuggies.com. Hey. And, you know, I know it's about <laughs> going out there and, and talking to your neighbors and seeing their kids. Even, even now, like I live in a small town. I live in Northern California, right? I live in Marin County in a small town. And our neighbors were like um, over the fence neighbors. We're always talking all of us, you know, always concerned about what their kids are doing and how they're, they are doing personally and how they're, you know, you know, a lot about your neighbors. And um, I think that makes a community. 
It really, really does. I grew up in Marin, um, so I love the small town feel that that county has never given up on. I love the fact that it doesn't have the billboards and you can still walk down the street and say hi to everybody. My daughter and I went for a walk this morning and we waved every person that drove past us. And I, you can't do that in Irvine. We just came from Irvine uh, originally. And um, the dynamic between in Orange County, where they, they don't even look you in the eye, you know, they kind of look past the other way if you walk yeah. past them on the street. But when, it's, when you're walking around Marin, it's like, you, if you don't say hi, you're almost rude. It's, it's like the opposite. Yeah. It's, so, it's so refreshing to have that. And I feel like also with the pandemic, it's, it's bred a little bit better. You know, it, it, maybe people weren't so uh, inclined to say hi before. Well, they definitely are now. You know, I think we're, we have that thirst for for the love and thirst for the friendship and thirst for that communication with that neighbor, the real neighbors. <laughs> the real neighbors, exactly. And, is, and for all of you uh, Gen Xers out there, millennials who don't know Fred Rogers or um, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, um, not only was uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood probably the most influential show for children ever put on TV, mm-hmm. it was um, Fred Rogers is an amazing man who I had the privilege of meeting. And who, oh my gosh, yeah, and his director, um, uh, Basil, um, was, um, he, I think he pronounces Basil, who was a good friend of my uncle's, and so I had the privilege of being connected to Fred Rogers through, through Basil. And very cool, yeah, and he, his messaging. I watch, God, I watched Mr. Rogers just recently just to see an episode. His uplifting message for children regardless i mean god it brings tears to my eyes regardless of your your race or your religion or anything fred uh reached out to you you know he mm-hmm. he saw the damage in your eyes if you're little kids or, or wherever he came from inner city rural he had something a positive message for everyone and so mm-hmm. if you haven't seen fred rogers or uh, there is there's a great documentary called uh, Mr. Rogers and Me. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. About Fred Rogers' next door neighbor. And his his real neighbor in the Cape, um, where they had a summer house, a little cabin. I, I mean, it was just Fred Rogers in a, in a nutshell. What a, a dynamic and uh, trustworthy person. We all need Fred Rogers today. And we all need to have that vision of being neighbors. It's really, it's true. It's very true. I love that. And I love that you pick up on that vibe. That was my huge, a huge uh, inspiration for why I decided I didn't want to call people followers because no one's following me. They're with me right now. You know, we're in this together. We are, we are 100% in this and, and changing the trajectory and the paradigm and the industry, you know, for once and for all. And that's really what it comes down to is us coming together as a community, as one, and changing the way what people think about what it is to be a cannabis consumer, what it is to be a parent and a cannabis consumer. I mean, all of the above. Uh, just normalizing it on all levels. Yeah, and it's not just about cannabis, too, because I, I do see that you have been doing story time, live story time. Mm-hmm. And um, that's super cool. And that is a link to the kind of what, people are thinking and what they need to see. I, I, I being from the Bay area, you know, we got so much tech around here. Um, (laughs) those people, you know, a lot of the people in tech are not the easiest people to talk to. I'm sure you know that, 
because they're high so, IQ, low EQ. <laughs> yeah, they they're just not they're not tuned in. I do think the being forced to stay at home and go out and meet your neighbors has really helped this group. And mm-hmm. um, if they're willing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's hard true. To go that's outside. true. Yeah, you know. Um, so where, in terms of your passions, right, and how mm-hmm. things have changed in the last nine months, or, or excuse me, eleven months since we've talked, um, your inspiration for so much creativity appears to be definitely linked to COVID, right? Because so much of your stuff has been forced out of you, like a blossoming flower. I mean, it's trite to say that. But it's like you were just this bulb. And then all of a sudden, you're like, well, shit, people need this right now. And you're not a cult leader. You like to refer to people as neighbors, which I dig. And um, (laughs) so do you feel that's that's what's happened? Yeah, I feel like, you know, kind of put a little fire in our our because you start to realize how short life is and it's like at this point what am I waiting for you know that there's a global pandemic going on no better time than now I can hone in on my skills that I knew I've I've had for this amount of time already and I just needed to kind of like you know I I was like a wet sponge I just needed to be squeezed a little bit and that pandemic just squeezed all that knowledge right out of me and I just let it seep out into the to the world around me and it's been so positively accepted and the, the I mean just the feedback has been n- nothing short of the greatest gift this this year is giving me just being able to help so many people on so many levels has been so rewarding and I can't wait to see now that I have that confidence and I don't have that fear anymore about really anything really I, I it's made me fucking fearless then now I, what, what else is next for 2021? You know, all I needed was to have that, that feel of armor and now I'm ready to go. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where I, I, I did sense this elevated confidence in every single one of your episodes, even when the episodes were like, you're clearly not ready to do your episode, but you push through and you do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watched it. It was like, I whoa. You know me that well already. <laughs> Well, you were like doing one super early. It's like, oh, I'm not ready, but let's do this thing, right? And it's like, that's cool, you know, it, because that's serious. And it's like, you take this thing seriously and you want to project your your positive message. And I think I, would, I wouldn't I would be probably too far off the mark if it wasn't that you've got a dedicated following of, of neighbors who want to hear what you have to say. And I think it helps them and inspires them. And that's I don't think there's much more in terms of personal affirmation you really need, but to be part of the neighborhood and be part of that, that positive messaging, you know? So cheers to you. Thank you. It's, it's been such a, such a great ride so far. It really is. I'm, I've been really, really blessed and honored to be in this uh, industry and have that role. Well, you know what sometimes makes a day better too? You know Shuggies. what? No, not just <laughs> but something I've discovered recently, little Nikki's pre-rolls, they come in indica, sativa and hybrids in half gram pre-rolls, low cost, good, good quality, well packed so they burn well. And if you're looking for a good pre-roll at a great price, look for little Nikki's at a dispensary near you. And that's from Nick Giordano. He's founds little Nikki's and he's a great guy and long time uh, green grocer from philadelphia so nick here's a shout out to you tonight 
Um, let's talk about something a little more not so positive, but it's it's something that is something that I've seen you write about, and it's certainly something I've had to deal with in the last two and three years. That is leaving friends, former friends behind and trying to not dwell in the dark with a lot of people who perhaps want to tie their wagon to you or weigh you down. Um, why don't you, let's, let's talk about what your feelings are on this and how this has affected you. You know, I like to think of humans like trees and we go through seasons and we rely on each other for our growth and, you know, mushrooms are beneficial for us and so our plant and, uh, you know, water and, and sun, but also the, the pruning, the pruning has to happen for growth. We have to cut off dead branches in order for us to have bountiful blooms in the spring. If we hold on to those withering dead branches, we too, as a tree will die, I feel. Whether it's our energy or our stamina or our success, something in us will die if we continue to bear such dead branches on our bodies, so to speak. So I like to take, like I was saying, we were saying awareness with who we want to put our energy into next year. Um, I like to like towards the end of the year, kind of reflect on, on what it is. And, you know, energy is everything. And if someone, if you constantly realize that after you got the phone with that person, if you're spending time with that person and you realize that you feel more either heated or stressed out or sad or just low, low energy, if you have to take a nap after you talk to somebody, that's someone you probably should reconsider uh, having them in your life, go through, you know, a little evaluation and, and set them free. And the thing is, is people are meant to be in your life. They always say, well, there's a reason, a season or a lifetime. You will know when that person comes in, if what they're there to teach you. And when they leave you, you let them be, you let them go. Do not chase anyone. Don't chase love. Don't chase friendships. Don't chase anything because what is meant for you will stay. What is not is not. And so it's like that Langston Hughes, I think it was poem, you know, uh, the, broken wing bird and, and that coming back to you if it's meant to you it will fly back but if it's not just let it go so there's, a, there's an old confucian um concept called the uh, reciprocal relationships and things it's it's somewhat of a karmic karmic thing right but yeah relationships exist in that you have to it's not it's not always for benefit right it could be for mm -hmm again, reflection, it could be for insight, it could be um, for passive friendship, which is sometimes more important than um, cloying um, day in day out so called friendship, right? Um, mm -hmm. With reciprocal relationships and part of like the mindfulness thing. It's like, it's the do unto others as other as you wish others do to you. It's, you know, 10. Um, 10 oh, yes. My parents would always say that we're big. Yeah, it's like karma. Treat people the way you want to be treated because what goes around comes around. The golden rule is in, in every religion, it's in every culture and it's everything. And it's, it is so true. And I think with regard to that, also, it's about letting go. And what you say, your analogy for the pruning of the tree or pruning of a bush that needs sometimes to be whacked back to the ground just so it can bloom. Yes. That's very important. Oof. And for younger people um, who are listening to this podcast, 
or you feel you need to go back to relationships because, and I'm not a licensed therapist or anything, so you can take all this with a grain of sugar. Ha <laughs> um, <laughs> That um, you, you definitely need to like sometimes just step away, you know, and, and just say, yeah. no, this is not healthy. I, and the funniest thing about those things is um, when you cast aside people who perhaps have done you wrong or mean to do you wrong, it's not always an overt kind of like, I'm nefarious and I'm going to fuck this person over, right? It's not always yeah. like that. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes it's just people who are jealous of your, you know, apparent success. But like you say, you're not a cult leader. You are someone who just wants to spread positivity to the neighbors, right? In the neighborhood. That's different. And that's not like something to like say, oh my God, well, who does she think she is? You know, kind of thing. It's like- I'm sure people are still thinking that regardless. But, it, but the ability to leave those um, bad thoughts behind, especially from you as the recipient of those bad thoughts. And you're just like, well, I just don't need to listen to that. And it's the same thing as when you're like, you're stressed out. The best thing you can do is turn your fucking cell phone off. You know? Oof. You said it. Yeah, because there's a lot of positives that come from a cell phone in terms of connectivity, but there's also probably far more negatives, especially with, you know. Yeah, uh, when, we de- when we deconnect from our cell phones, like, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm taking a break coming up this week right now uh, because of the holiday. You connect with yourself. When you deconnect with that cell phone and you turn your cell phone off, you are connecting with yourself because you're finally tuning into hobbies that you forgot you're finally reading books that have been stacking up. You finally are going for walks just to go for the sake of walking. Yeah. You know, you have no destination. Who cares? Just walk around. Go, go check out your Christmas lights. Go check out the architecture of your downtown area. You know, especially those of you that are watching, take an edible. Go smoke a joint, whatever. You know, go enjoy nature and go outside and really yeah. connect with yourself in ways maybe you never thought before. And that is kind of the ethos of cannabis and the positivity of cannabis. And that's where yeah. all of this thing comes back to is about reflection. It's about mindfulness. It's about cannabis because it is the gateway. It's the key to that door that you sometimes need. Um, without it, you sit there and you can be overly harsh to yourself. But when when you do self-analysis, right, and you're sitting there going, let me, let me do a list of my pluses and minuses. Well, sometimes when you smoke a little weed, your negatives or the things you think are negatives, you can think about them and go, well, maybe that's not a negative. Maybe my drive and my ambition to, to do to, to good is not a negative. I'm not, you know, it's, it's a positive in terms of my relationship to the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just, uh, this is a great, it's a great time of year to be, in this frame of mind where we can really just think about what we want to do and how we want to interact with people. Um, is there like, is there anything that would stand out for people who are listening to you in terms of like indicators when to leave a toxic relationship behind or one that was looking like it's going to get toxic? You know, I, I hate to say this, but I feel like in the beginning, we almost already know. You know, I, going in, I just, you, you just kind of feel like, uh, I don't know if this is going to, your stomach starts to tell you in the first way. And if it doesn't tell you in the beginning, it will tell you when it's time. Your, your gut, we need to give our gut way more credit than we do. It's, they, they call it our second brain for a reason. 
70% of our serotonin is created from our gut. It, it is just so miraculous. You know, we create life there for, I mean, at least women do, but it's still, it's just such a freaking amazing location that we don't give enough credit. And both men and women have intuition, whether they don't say, whether they think they do or not, we all have it. It's just a matter of tuning into it or not tuning into it. So when your gut starts to get icky and you're feeling kind of like anxious about something, first of all, ask yourself, is this something that's based off of past experiences and are you are you over thinking something or is this something that you're sensing and you are worried about you'll know the difference sometimes we tend to overthink you know it happens but there's also that one little nagging little thing that's like ah god just something doesn't seem right about this relationship i don't i don't trust this person anymore i don't trust what he's saying like everything seems like a lie or just when you're listening to them talking and you're just like i i don't like what's coming out of their mouth. You know, you're kind of just, just, just disagreeing in your head and disagreeing with their lifestyle choices and disagreeing with how they talk to other people. And you start to kind of, your body already starts to sort of build that force field. I like to think and let you know, like, okay, now's the time to depart. So yeah. Listen to yourself. And also that people who don't bring anything to your relationship or don't even yeah. That's yeah. one of the, that's one of the hardest things because especially when you're younger, I mean, if you're in your twenties and you're listening to this, you're in the midst of it. You're like, Oh, that guy's so cool. That chick's so cool. I want to hang with Yeah, that Hang person. on. <laughs> you know, and I'm just gonna, this is great, you know, but it doesn't matter. And especially in today, you know, with Instagram and everything else, especially with influencers, this, you know, I use quotes, air quotes on that one, influencers, um, <laughs> <Me too>. that, <laughs> that, um, you, I, I have found myself in, in the past being in luxurious situations with people I hate or I don't like them at all, but I kind of like overlooked that because I wanted to be in that situation. But then at the end of the mm -hmm. night, you're like, oh, this is just, I feel dirty. I, I mean, I, here I am, <laughs> yeah. here I am in this great place and I'm in this neat thing and these people are just awful and they're not good human beings. They're just you know, just existent on this planet and they're not giving me anything except material goods or drugs or alcohol or, mm -hmm. you know, or just these weird contrived good times. I think, so if you are listening and you're at that age, you'll have these same feelings. Like you'll yeah. come out of a situation that you, you, you worked yourself up into, right? And you're like, oh man, I'm going to look sharp tonight. It's going to be great. And you go out there and then you come <laughs> home and you have a, a tremendous feeling of emptiness. Oh my gosh. So well said. Well, thank you. I mean, I've, I've been there. I've gone, oh, you know, when I was a young man, I was just like, I would go home after I wasn't married or anything. And I thought I wanted to go pursue this woman and went to some fancy thing. And I came home and I just ended up in tears. I mean, I, you know, Hey, I'm man enough to say it, you know, it was just like, Oh, heck I came yeah. Home, I came home and I was like, fuck, that's, that was nothing that I anticipated. It just sucked. And it made me so kind of ashamed of myself that I built it up, you know, and I wanted it to be this thing and it was going to catapult me to this nether level. And it was just like, no, I just don't want anything to do with that. Trust your gut. Gosh. Trust your gut. Yes. I love it. Yeah. You have to, because it, you'll just, it, there's no reason to be miserable. And there's so much shit to be miserable about in this world right now, you know? <laughs> we can definitely, we can spend the whole time talking about that too. But let's not, I like that we're having such yeah. an enlightening conversation. And I love that we're kind of, you know, talking about the positives of life 
and what we can be doing with it and continuing the success of what we can make it out to be into the next year, you know? Yes. So let's continue on that subject. What do you have for right. advice for uh, for parents who are like, definitely we're in the third stage of this bullshit and parents have gotten into the groove now of staying at home. You seem to really have gotten it together in terms of your relationship with your child and the, the, oh, the reading you. and all that stuff. And it, it's really, yeah. cool. <laughs> but there's, there's still people out there who haven't found their way or still trying. Mm-hmm. Do you have any kind of just advice, you know, non-clinical advice for parents and Mm-hmm. and about how they can connect? You know, I really think it's important that we start to schedule family time. You know, we we are getting to that point where we're all probably getting sick of each other, finding separate areas of the house, embarking on our own, whatever it is that we're trying to discover with ourselves right now, now that we're in month, would you say nine, nine I believe it was. Uh-huh. So, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. With, <laughs> excuse me. With, uh, with, with that being said, schedule the family time, schedule game night. Uh, we're, we were talking just as, on our walk this morning, my daughter and I, I think we think we're going to do like an 80s theme New Year's Eve party and, you know, do like pizza and, and like Pepsi and watch 80s movies and have everybody dress up in 80s clothes and just kind of listen to 80s music and have like a fun themed night. Whatever your family is, if you're a Dungeons and Dragons family, if you're a video game family, board game family, card family, spend some time together, you know, have some fun, get silly. We, uh, in the be, beginning of the be pandemic, goofy. we would be goofy. be goofy. We, yeah, dress up a little bit. We don't have, we don't get to dress up anymore. So dress up at home. We, we would get in the character for Jumanji. We'd all come up with a character and we would play Jumanji as a board game, but we'd stay in character the entire time. So getting your creative side unlocked, spending time with your family and getting a little competitive. You know, we are missing sports right now and a lot of us aren't playing sports. So get that competitive streak out and have some fun and, and, and enjoy, you know, enjoy it and get as themed as you can and have some fun. If you're doing a spooky board game, do some spooky snacks and some spooky music with it. Have really, really, and do your best to connect in ways that you probably haven't before as a family. You know, what's funny there is this is a stony moment. I thought you said skirts. We're all missing skirts. I'm like, really? The shorts that look like skirts? Really? That's weird. Oh my God. We are missing those two. The nineties. Come on now. That's the only yes. thing that hasn't made a comeback yet. Yeah. Get your skirts on for that nineties night or their eighties night. That's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> then you can ah. play board games and not have to worry about anything. You got your skirts on. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think the other thing is too is, uh, especially in today's self-conscious world where everyone's somewhat, you know, worried about what their, you know, their public projection is. But I don't think I think it's withering away. It's like don't be afraid to be embarrassed and don't be afraid to do something embarrassing. Sometimes I think you know when you look at, I don't know if you, um, God, what was his name? The guy used to he was on Saturday Night Live and he was just or he was the guy on Taxi. Um, God, what was his name? He's so good. Oh, and, super wild guy. Yeah, and he played the the what the guy who didn't speak English very well, but he um, and it'll come to me. The comedian, he Andy Kaufman. Yeah, and he, Andy Kaufman. There it is. I I just if you ever watch uh, Between Two Ferns, I oh, know that, and that's with oh, what's his name, the other guy. Um, but they're same thing. It's they're not afraid of the silence. They're not afraid of the the like dead the deadness of the air you know (laughs) (laughs) 
in that Zach Zach Galifianakis, you know, and he does between two frames. And but but with within that ethos about being embarrassed, that can be the most embarrassing thing when you put yourself on the spot and you're just like, I just said the stupidest thing ever. And you wait for it and you wait for it and you wait and someone just pipe up and goes, that was the dumbest shit I've ever heard you say. That was fantastic. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, you just never know. You know, we, we don't know until we try. No. And if, uh, if you are a millennial or Gen Xer and you've never seen between two ferns or if you've never seen Andy Kaufman, you need to go and look at these things because they're um, kind of milestones in terms of like comedy. Yeah which I like to reflect on a lot because I'm a big comedy fan. Um, but they're also about you getting out there and just really laying it all on the line because it doesn't matter. You're going to walk away from that moment. You're going to walk away from that silence. You're going to walk away from that gasp. You're still going to be the same person, but you will have pulled off something really cool, you know? And you'll be stronger because of it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, so um, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground here, but um, what, besides Instagram, what are you currently doing? you have any projects going on right now that oh, we should talk about? Funny you say that. I'm actually, another reason why I took this time off away from Instagram for a few weeks is because I'm, I'm writing a guide. I'm writing a guide with a, a pretty well-known women's social group in the cannabis industry. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to disclose it yet because we haven't signed anything. So I don't want to like throw them under the bus and they go, why'd you say something? So I'm going to, I'm going to be vague, but I'm sure okay. you can piece it together. Um, but we are. I'm sure you'll guys. announce it. You'll announce it on yeah, Instagram. I'm as sure. soon as okay. I'm allowed to, I'm a blabbermouth. I'm the worst at keeping secrets. So they should be very happy. I'm being quiet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I'm writing a guide on how to uh, get into the cannabis industry, be an influencer, be an advocate, grow a brand from pretty much quote unquote seed to sale, not to be a joke, but like, you know, not like no. seed to sale, but literally like be like a seed yourself and then go to like sell things, you know, that kind of thing. Play well, on words. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a guide for, for whoever wants to get into the space doing this. That's a, that's a great subject matter. And it's funny because thoroughly 65% of the guests I've had on the show have been women. I, I feel oh, that, wow. um, that women have looked at, this opportunity, embrace this opportunity to really um, project a lot of their creativity and mm -hmm. to um, unmute themselves from stuff they might've been thinking. Um, there's a, another woman in her family, they're on Instagram and I, I don't have it right in front of me, but she, they look like they live out in the desert somewhere like Adelanto or something. And the joy that these, the whole family <laughs> exudes in, in their Instagram oh. posts, it's pretty, it's pretty dynamic. And um, I'm hoping everything's great for them because they seem like a super, super, super happy family. And I, I dig that. And I think that's a lot of what cannabis can bring if you open yourself up and you open your heart and you let people see what, how you feel and you ignore the assholes. Okay. That's a, that's yeah. a mantra. That's a mantra of mine growing up in Marin County because there are a lot of great people here. There are a lot of assholes. And you just have to ignore them because it doesn't do anything po positive for you to be offended by them. You know, just... no, no ducks in water. That's what you're the duck there water, or you can be the water, whatever, but just let it roll off. Exactly. <laughs> whatever you do, don't let it sit. Exactly. And um, so that's great. I love hearing about this project. Anything else going on too? Um, 
Well, I am, I am coaching right now. So I started my practice in August and so I will continue to coach. And then lastly, um, the coaching kind of led me to this really big mastermind year long project that I'm starting next or not next Sunday, this approaching Sunday. So this Sunday will be the first of, um, 13 meetings that we will be doing. That'll be once a month. And it's a thematic. I, because for years people would approach me. I mean, it's so weird because even like my first year, women would come up to me like, can you mentor me? Can you mentor me? And I was like, what the hell? What do they know? I don't know shit. Like, why do you want me to mentor you? But you know, as the years went on, I realized like, wait a minute, like I'm just going to do mastermind group that I'm going to lead, but we can essentially mentor each other because there's things that I don't know. And there's things that she doesn't know and they don't know. And we can all come together and wrap around a theme and educate ourselves and empower ourselves to be a better version of ourselves for 2021. So that's my big baby for, aside from the, the guide that's going to be coming out and um, I'll be doing like a workshop with that going together. But um, every month, this will be my, my baby that I'll be kind of growing throughout the year and members will be welcome at any time. If, if someone wants to join in in June, like that, that's totally fine. And because there are different themes, maybe some people have no interest in joining that particular topic, but the next month they will. So I wanted to make it very flexible for different lifestyle choices. I wanted to kind of tie it in with the guide that I'm writing that will be launching. And so just kind of really continue to spread my knowledge that other people can find success too. The more success we find in this industry, the more we can grow, the better we can be. There's plenty of room for everyone out there to follow their passion in this space. And I'm going to make that possible for a lot of people. And I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, that's really cool. We'll make sure that I know when this starts and I'd love to listen in or at least participate in some fashion. Um, I do want to add a little bit of that to, to your messaging saying that like any business, uh, if you're thinking about getting into the cannabis business, you should be prepared to work and work hard. Um, and you'll find Thank the you rewards. For that. The rewards are fantastic. That goes back mm-hmm. to like the subject about friends you've left behind. I can't even tell you about the amount of people who've been either on my team or say they're on my team or say they're part of the effort and they just work is not part of what they want to do. They want to sit around and, and reap the glory without the work. They want it handed on a platter. <laughs> yep. And it never works like that. Nothing in life works like that. And it, if you want to be in the cannabis industry, it's fun. Uh, it's not as sexy as it looks, but the fringe nope. benefits are great. <laughs> And you get to meet great people <laughs> like Jessica Gonzalez, the mommy Jane. So I think, I Goodbye. think we said all that needs to be said. And I think we need to get together again before nine months or 11 months are up. And oh, yeah. um, this will air probably after the holiday season. So I'm hoping everyone who listened has made it through intact, um, have learned something tonight with us and mm-hmm. you follow at the mommy Jane on Instagram for good inspirational messages and positivity and do do go to her 12 days of mindfulness i think is a neat series you catch her when she's on and when she's not always on and it's really cool it's it's like watching a normal human being so congratulations on that one thank you i wanted to be as authentic as possible that's my that's my goal so i'm gonna maintain 
Uh, Jessica, thanks again. And as always, um, this broadcast is brought to you by Shuggies. That's www.shuggies.com, S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S. Find it at a dispensary near you. We now have the home baker bag, eight ounces of delicious unrefined sugar with 100 milligrams of THC ready to go into any recipe you're conjuring up at home. We also have Stevia coming out. We're doing our final taste, taste test tomorrow in Sacramento. Um, and we're working on two other sweetener products that are coming out. So get us in singles and sugar and agave, get us in value pack boxes of 20 and look for the home baker bag in dispensary near you. Jessica, thanks so much. And it's been a delight talking to you and keep spreading the good gospel in the neighborhood. I love it. It's been, once again, such a pleasure. And I'll see you all on the other side. I'll see you soon. Right on. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.